0: You are listening to the American Truth Project
1: podcast.
2: Now, here at America Trends, you know we only talk about what you say is trending that day. So let's get right back to it. The vice presidential debate is all the buzz today. Back with me, Barry Nussbaum. Thank you for being with me now. um, Pence, he laid out Trump's entire economic plan. This is something you and I have discussed a lot on the show. But for our viewers, let's watch a recap of that.
1: Donald Trump and I have a plan to get this economy moving again, just the way that it worked in the 1980s, just the way it worked in the 1960s. And that is by lowering taxes across the board for working families, small businesses, and family farms, ending the war on coal that is hurting jobs and hurting this economy, even here in Virginia, uh, repealing Obamacare, lock, stock, and barrel, and, and repealing all of the executive orders that Barack Obama has signed that are stifling economic growth in this economy. We can get America moving again, put on top of that the kind of trade deals that'll put the American worker first and you've got a prescription for real growth.
2: This is interesting, Barry, because this is where Mr. Trump is making great strides and no one's talking about it. Everybody's saying, oh, well, Mr. Trump isn't winning the millennials. Well, guess what? Hillary's down very far from where Obama was with millennials. They say, oh, well, Trump can't win minorities. He can't win Hispanics. Well, you know what? Hillary's numbers are so off with American workers, especially in places like the Rust Belt, like like Ohio and and other states, um, that she could lose just based on that unless she gets huge numbers of Hispanics, blacks, and millennials, which she's not pulling so far, um, at least not to the numbers that she needs. But here's what's interesting. Tim Kaine last night came ready to try and pull those votes out with a very rehearsed epitaph For lack of a better word, he kept going back to watch him try to defend Hillary Clinton.
0: And on the economy, there's a fundamental choice for the American uh, electorate. Do you want a your hired president in Hillary Clinton, or do you want a your fired president in Donald Trump? I think that's not such a hard choice. Hillary and I have a plan that's on the table that's a your hired plan five components first thing we do is we invest in manufacturing infrastructure and research in the clean energy jobs of tomorrow second thing is we invest in our workforce from pre-k education to great teachers to debt-free college and tuition-free college for families that make less than $125,000 a year. Third, we promote fairness by raising the minimum wage so you can't work full-time and be under the poverty level, and by paying women equal pay for equal work. Fourth, we promote small business growth, just as we've done in Virginia. To make it easier to start and grow small businesses, Hillary and I each grew up in small business families. My dad, who ran an iron working and welding shop, is here tonight. And fifth, we have a tax plan that targets tax relief to middle class individuals and small businesses and asks those at the very top who've benefited as we've come out of recession to pay more.
2: Barry, all I heard was socialism and redistribution of wealth. What did you hear?
3: I, you're taking my script. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> listening to this, and it sounds like um, the socialist agenda. FOR ALL OF WESTERN EUROPE, Mm -hmm. TOP-DOWN ECONOMICS, LET THE GOVERNMENT PAY FOR EVERYTHING, AND THEY'RE GOING TO PAY FOR IT ON THE BACKS OF SUCCESSFUL CAPITALISTS. LITERALLY, EVERY SINGLE PROGRAM HE JUST TALKED ABOUT IS A FEDERAL INVESTMENT OF SOME SORT INTO THE ECONOMY, WHICH MEANS BIGGER DEFICITS, BIGGER DEBT, uh, BIGGER GOVERNMENT, AND NO GROWTH. BECAUSE THERE'S NEVER BEEN AN EXPERIENCE IN AMERICAN HISTORY WHERE THE GOVERNMENT SPENDS ENOUGH MONEY to create real growth, the only thing that creates real growth is putting money back in the hands of the people who it belongs to.
2: And they're counting on though the American people not being wise to that fact, Barry. We know that, and they're also counting on the American people falling victim to uh, some tax accusation about Mr. Trump that has been proven completely uh, ridiculous and and uh, to use to borrow a term, trumped up. Here's what went down. Watch. A yeah, question was about whether it seems fair to you that Mr. Trump said he brilliantly used the laws to pay as little tax as legally possible.
1: Well, this is probably the difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and Senator Kane. I mean, I mean, Hillary Clinton and Senator Kane, and, and and God bless you for it, career public servants. That's great. Donald Trump is a businessman, not a career politician. He actually built a business. Those tax returns that were that came out publicly this week showed that he. He faced some pretty tough times 20 years ago. But like virtually every other business, including the New York Times not too long ago, he used what's called net operating loss. We have a tax code, Senator, that actually is designed to encourage entrepreneurship But why this won't country. he release his tax return? Well, we're answering the question about, about the, the business thing. Is he, I, I do his, want to come back on this. His he, tax returns that showed he went through a very difficult time but he used the tax code just the way it's supposed to be used and he did it brilliantly. How do you know he that? Created you haven't seen a runway tax because he's created a business that's worth billions of dollars today. How do you know that? And with regard to paying taxes, this whole riff about not paying taxes and people saying he didn't pay taxes for years Donald Trump has created tens of thousands of jobs, and he's paid payroll taxes, oh, let me sales talk about taxes, taxes. Uh, Senator, property, I'm going to give you about 30 testing.
2: seconds to the respond, and I have a question on social security. Hillary Clinton is, is okay. 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 going
1: Fine. to raise taxes, and Governor Donald Trump and I are going to cut
2: them. Barry, who won that debate last night?
3: You know, I have two answers. Answer number one: If you're sitting in a college debate contest and you're the judge and you're checking off issues, mm-hmm. it was probably a draw. But of the population doesn't watch something like that. Mm -hmm. They're watching from a more social interpretation, which is who looks presidential, who sounds presidential, and who's acting presidential. Mm -hmm. Based on those three criteria, Dr. G, 99% of the population that watched last night said Pence won because he looks. THE PART, AND I GOT TO BE HONEST WITH YOU, I'D BACK HIM ON A TICKET IN FOUR YEARS. HE LOOKS THAT GOOD, HE SOUNDS THAT GOOD, HE PRESENTS THAT WELL, EVEN IN THE FACE OF RELENTLESS, OBNOXIOUS INTERRUPTIONS, What, 72 TIMES I THINK Uh, MEGAN TALKED ABOUT, AND FROM THE MODERATOR OVER 20 TIMES. SO THE POLLS SAY OVERWHELMINGLY PENCE WON. Mm -hmm. THE BIG QUESTION IS. Is it going to move the dial or not? Right. Right. Will the people it? that love Trump still do. The people who love Hillary still do. The people in the middle, if they happen to think that the vice president is important enough, this move the dial to the right. Here's the important question, and people haven't talked about it today on the news. You have two people running for office that are extremely old in American political history, right. and will be the oldest president. In this specific election cycle in 2016 November, the vice president is very important because the only job of the vice president, besides breaking a tie in the Senate and showing up somewhere where the president's too busy and it's not that important, is to step in in case of incapacitation. Exactly. One of these guys
2: could do could very
3: well be that guy.
2: More likely so than in past elections. Than ever before,
3: and in that case. Pence is the guy based on what happened last night.
2: Day after tomorrow, I leave for St. Louis to be present at the debate. I'll be doing a whole bunch of coverage from there. You are going to be taking the reins of the show. But I want to know from you, IF, uh, for, of the show for us on uh, Friday and Monday, I believe. And so our audience will get to enjoy you. But I want to know from you, uh, in case I run into Mr. Trump and he says, Dr. Gina, what's your best advice to me? You go ahead and tell me. What's I your best advice? Love Donald this question.
3: Trump? My answer is simply. Be Mike, Pence.
2: Mm. be Mike Pence. Be That's Mike Pence. That's gonna be hard Pence. for Donald Trump to be. You know, I'll Mike tell you Pence. why.
3: Pence, literally, in a very calm, not overpowering, not disrespectful, certainly presidential-ish, presents the policies of Donald Trump in a way that are very easy to listen to, that are very palatable, and he looks like the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Trump needs that advice more than anything. Mm-hmm. Do not get sucked in to Hillary's personal stuff because he tends to get that hook, line, and sinker.
2: I'm pretty sure that he has been advised of that, but I'll <laughs> make sure of it. Thank you so much for being with us. Barry, find him at Barry, find Stay with us. More America Trends coming at you.
0: Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast